everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Getting Close with Mike Marback podcast. I don't know what number this is. Actually, that's a lie. I remember that there was 14 in the first season, and we've had one this season so far, so that would make this 14 plus 1 is 15 plus this one is 16. Sweet 16. This is the Sweet 16 episode. This is the Sweet 16 episode of the Getting Close with Mike Marback podcast, and boy is it sweet. Um, I don't know who that is. I don't know if that was trying to be Casey Kasem or Johnny Carson or Johnny Kasem. Anyway, geez, you'd think I'd have some coffee or something. I didn't. I don't drink coffee. Um, but what I do drink is happiness, and I'm full up right now. That was dumb. Uh, thanks for liking the, uh, Iron Lung episode, the, uh, Iron Lung episode of the Getting Close with Mike Marbach podcast. Uh, and here's a quick tidbit, a uh, quick fact, a uh, little factoid. Uh, that the that was Carson, no doubt about that one. Uh, the Iron Lung podcast is actually second only to the Greg Proops podcast in terms of downloads. Uh, well, actually, that's a lie. Not in terms of downloads, in terms of likes on Facebook. Uh, the downloads, without a doubt, goes to Greg Proops. Um, he has many, many, many more downloads. The most downloaded Getting Close episode of all time, of all this 16 episodes. Well, I don't know. This one could. This one might top him. Because it's with somebody that is quite interesting. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, the Iron Lung episode is uh, neck and neck with Proops. Uh, like I said, Proops is far ahead as far as downloads due to his being of Greg Proops. Uh, he's also mentioned the podcast twice on his own podcast, the Smartest Man in the World podcast. Uh, let's say podcast one more time. Podcast. So that was really cool. I don't know if I ever mentioned that on this podcast that he's mentioned my podcast on his podcast uh, twice over the last few months. And such company as Doug Benson, Aisha Tyler, Adam Carolla. I mean, it's uh, comedy bang bang. I don't belong in that company, but I do appreciate his not once, but twice shoving me into that company. I would not complain. All right. Uh, Let's see. What else is happening? Iron Lung had their show. Their two-year anniversary show that may be the last time we see them. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, it was good. It was a real fun time. Uh, each set was really good. Uh, the house was was packed. Uh, so, yeah, congrats to Iron Lung on a two-year anniversary slash final show slash maybe they'll do it again. Um, so that's that. Close that chapter. Speaking of sideshows, uh, there is Sideshow on March 15th. Uh, actually, going before that, February 15th, which is the sideshow Not For Nothing. And Not For Nothing is because we are doing a live podcast recording of what I hope to be a new podcast that we will put out uh, called the Not For Nothing Podcast. And that stars Tim Butterly and Mike Rainey, two, two uh, stand-ups in town who are hysterical, especially uh, in these... And these two characters, uh, two Delco guys, it's so funny. God, it's funny. I still have people a month and a half after their first time doing it asking me when they're coming back. Well, that's your answer. They're coming back to do it on February 15th. So make sure you come by and check them out. Also performing that night is Hot Dog, uh, Alejandro Morales. Alejandro is going to be doing some stand-up. And Nielsen, a friend of... Not a friend of the podcast, uh, but a friend of the sideshow. Uh, they've been there several times, always fun. Uh, we'll also be doing 
a set. Uh, so it's going to be real fun. Make sure you come by, check it out, and support what may very well be the next without award-winning podcast uh, for Philadelphia comedy. Uh, Aria is running around right now playing with a bag, which I thought that I hid quite well, but apparently not. Uh, she's a bag lady. Also with the sideshow coming up on March 15th is the sideshow Freaky Friday fundraiser. Uh, it's a fundraiser for uh, the Nas- National MS Society, uh, in particular the uh, Bike MS, uh, which is a, a bike race. Uh, I don't actually I don't know if it's a race. I should probably find a little bit more about it, um, which is going to benefit uh, that charity, uh, which is a subdivision kind of, I guess, of the National MS Society, um, has a bit of a personal meaning for me because my sister has MS. Uh, she suffered with it for, for years now. Uh, she's doing quite well, so don't feel like I'm bringing down the podcast here or anything. Uh, but it's going to be for a good cause, and the Freaky Friday element of that is that there's going to be a bunch of improvisers who are going to be attempting stand-up. And then if I can get them, there's going to be a bunch of stand-ups that will be attempting improv. Going to be a really good time. It's going to see people out of their comfort zones, and I really hope that uh, people one want to take part and two show up. It's ten dollars, which is five dollars more, a hundred percent more than the sideshows normally are. But that's still only ten bucks. But all proceeds goes to uh, MS Research. So please come by March fifteenth to the sideshow at the Arts Parlor, and you'll probably hear me mention this. Uh, once or twice or thrice more, depending on how many podcasts I get out between now and then. Uh, Fit is in the middle of a run. You can see Asteroid perform tomorrow night, Saturday, uh, depending on when I actually get this one up, Saturday, uh, February 9th at 8.30 p.m. So come by, see them, all the other Fit House teams, and have yourself a gay old time. Uh, Like the Flintstones. Um, that's all I really have as far as, uh, plugs go, I guess, but, uh, to the podcast now, as I mentioned, someone very interesting is on the podcast this time around, and that person is Roger Snare. You may or may not know Roger. Roger, uh, performed, and still performs, at the Philly Improv Theater as part of the Guilty Pleasures show, uh, which Brendan Kennedy, friend of the podcast, Brendan Kennedy, uh, also... Uh, ran with Roger. They, I guess they kind of co-hosted it, or Brendan hosted it, and Roger did other things within that show, uh, mostly involving cracking people up. He's quite funny. And Brendan is actually in on this podcast. Uh, it's not that I was scared to do um, a podcast alone with Roger by any means. Uh, it's just that um, I felt having someone familiar would be, would be good uh, for both of us. It's, uh, it's a short interview, as in comparison to the others. I think it's an hour, uh, <laughs> if that's short. But uh, it's really fun, and, and it touches a whole wide-ranging um, bunch of topics, uh, from his influences to how he got into comedy uh, to what he does with comedy, uh, what he finds funny, uh, a whole bunch of different things. I think there's politics in there where he talks a lot about shit Romney, as he calls him. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm just going to get to it. Please listen as I get close with Roger Snare. Roger, uh, I am Mike Marbeck. We've met before. Do you remember us meeting before? Yes, I do. Where, where do we... Uh, where do you At remember? the Shubin. Yes. 
Do you remember what show we were doing? No, but I, I do. I do remember you from the show. We did the well. You, you and Brendan, because I'm Brendan Kennedy is also here, a friend of the podcast. Brendan Kennedy, hello, uh, is here. He's he'll be uh, joining us closer shortly. Um, we were doing the Here's Johnny show. Do you remember? I was I was playing Johnny Carson. I remember that you did very well. Thank you. I, I thought I was in the presence of of Mr. Carson. That's that's quite a compliment. I appreciate that. Uh, do you did you watch him in in his day? Not for, not for I just I usually fall asleep before he <laughs> came on. Okay. And the first time I saw him, I didn't like him. I called him Johnny Carcinoma. Because <laughs> that's cancer. Uh, what what did he? Why didn't you, why didn't you like Johnny Carson? He's, I mean, he's called the the king of late night. Uh, he's called the king of late night. Uh, he, he talks like this. What's a, you what? do a very good imitation of him. <laughs> but you just hate his guts. No, no. I mean, it was just it just got to the point. You know, it was late at night, you know, and you, and you hate waking up to watch television. Oh, so you, you were already asleep. I was already asleep. Oh, okay. And I was, and I was alerted to a great monologue. You know, I've been woken up for Carson monologues. Is, is someone calling you and waking you up? Yeah, wake. No, come in person. I wake, wake, wake up. Carson's funny tonight. <laughs> Tonight. Okay. Tonight. Yeah, well, that would happen. He had his moments. He did. Carson Carson had you know, a certain Midwestern charm. Mm-hmm. And he's... And, and, I, and I heard a rumor about him once. I that he got in trouble. That he was... That he had Arnold Palmer's wife on. And he asked Mrs. Palmer, what do you... What do you do to bring your husband luck? And she says, I kiss his balls. And Carson <laughs> says, does that make his putter rise? <laughs> well, good. Roger, uh, who would wake you up? An old girlfriend or something. Or way, way back. Just, I mean, way, way back in my college days. You know, Carson was on late at night when I was in college. Where did you go to college? I went to American University in D.C. A useless place where they fill your mind with politically correct twaddle. Has no relevance to the real world whatsoever. What were you studying? Believe it or not, accounting. It's hard to—I know it's hard to believe. You know, I was, I was an accounting major. So you're, you're not doing accounting now, then? No, I hate accounting. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's torture to worry about rich people's money. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing worse, you know, when when all you have is the jar of pennies, you know, in your room. I mean, that's your that's your life savings. And you're up all night worrying about people who have more money than you can ever count. Yeah. And um, and then you and then you ask for a raise in the field, and they point to a stack of resumes from the floor to the ceiling, and they say, "Do you still want that raise?" <laughs> okay. Uh, so what? What then? If you're not accounting, what do you? What are you doing now? I'm a salesman and a comic. You know. And a comic. And a comic. Okay. What do you? What are you selling? I'm. I, I, I sell collectibles. I know I, I know guys who own collectible stores, and I know eBay dealers, mm-hmm. and I bring them to and I and I bring the merchandise out to the flea markets and, and sell. Oh, so you find things, find like treasures, treasures, and 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 I sell them. But then Rodney Dangerfield started out as a salesman too. Yeah, and and all of his customers told him he should be a comic. Yeah, because he was more interested in making them laugh than sell his products. Yeah. Uh, what's like the the most interesting thing that you've you you found, or what's like the most high value item, high ticket item that you've? The people, 
the, the most interesting thing, you know, that you do find in the collectibles business, so for that matter in comedy or in theater, are the people themselves. Mm -hmm. And those are the memories, you know, that you'll cherish. Mm -hmm. And those are the things, you know, that really enrich your soul. Okay, aside from the people, what is one thing that you found that you remember that is, you know, just kind of stands out in your head. Sometimes novelty items stand out. Such, such you as? You know, when, when I got a box of the old-fashioned hand buzzers and clown noses and... Oh, so like prop joke things. Joke things. And it was really great, you know, like to find a box of props. You know, and they weren't like, like actually valuable treasures. But they were fun. Yeah. And until they were sold, they made the market a lot of fun. Okay. Awesome. I mean, it's really great to be there. To be work where else can you work in a clown nose, you know, other than other than sales and comedy? Yeah, or circus. Um, what's uh? But I don't want to go in the circus. They'll shoot me out of the cannon. No, you don't. <laughs> or though you you could be that guy maybe that is always in the videos that wears the goggles and they shoot a cannon at him. That would be fun. I, I would I would love to play a role like that. You know, I mean, to have to have a role, you know, that was purely that was pro purely humorous. Okay. Uh, where when did the interest in comedy stuff start with you? I've loved comedy all all of my life. I started doing it, you know, back in back in the er very early double zeros. You know, again, I I, I was I was with Solari. I, I did a what lot of stuff with Paul Solari. What year is that? What the the early double zeros? 2000, 2001. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Double okay. zeros. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to... <laughs> and nobody calls them the double zeros. No. You know, nobody no has does. nostalgia for them. It was a great time. Okay. You know, I mean, even when Kelly Clarkson sang A Moment Like This, and probably if you looked at the double zeros, you know, that song, you know, really captured the essence of that time. Are you an American Idol fan? Not really, but I, I like Kelly Clarkson. You know, uh, I'm, sure. I'm you're, not an you're Idol You're a Clarkson fan. fan. I'm a Clarkson fan. Yeah, me too. Uh, and that was, if I'm not mistaken, the first season. Yes. She was first season, right? Yeah. First season. But okay. what I, but what I, what I like about the 90s, there's you know, just a moment like this. And I remember driving, Back and a 90s. rainbow burst forth across the sky when that song was playing. And I just said, you know, this is what people should remember about the double zeros. There are other things, unfortunately, they will remember, but that's what they should remember. You know, because it was it was a truly great time. I'm like really nostalgic for it. You know, for the double zeros. What are what are some other things from the double zeros that you're nostalgic for? I mean, the, the, just the era. You know, the the joy of it. You know, I mean, it was a generally it was a generally fun time. You know, I mean. Now, are you talking from 2000 to 2000 to like I don't know August 2001? I mean, I mean, just the, the whole the whole era. You know, the whole decade. Okay. You know, right. it, was, it was like it was a great decade, and it's never been given. It's never been given its credit. You know, I mean, it's like the '80s. You know, it was a decade of Mr. Roboto. Yeah. You know, the double zeros is a time of a moment like this. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think maybe you know the whole terrorist uh, 9/11 thing probably overshadows a lot of what happened during that. During the double zeros. There was a great deal of paranoia, but then again, the paranoia of a terror very much was like the, the, the paranoia of a nuclear attacks in the 50s and 60s. It makes you want to cherish every moment of life, grab for the gusto. Uh, a so, moment like this. A moment like this. So to a large extent, you know, what happens is when people feel a little bit of threat, a little bit of a danger, they enjoy life more. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. You know, it was, was, was a, a feel-good era, you know, I mean, although people don't really realize it, you know, I mean, people are nostalgic for the 90s, though, 
you know, from Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton. For the time oh, when that was all you read in the headlines, yeah. was about Monica and Bill. What are your, you know, I mean, I know this is going back in time uh, to a long uh, horse-beaten topic, but what what were your thoughts on that when it was happening, the Monica, Le, Monica Lewinsky scandal? I mean, I, I, I kind of thought it sucked. <laughs> no, but no, but anyway, no, I, no, I thought it was, I mean, it was, it was like, I, I thought there should have been more attention, you know, I mean, paid to, to the actual physical activities, you know, that went on, yeah. you know, I mean, to exactly how the dress got stained, yeah. to exactly what Bill Clinton did with that cigar, and there wasn't enough emphasis on the physical machinations, you know, of the Lewinsky affair. Uh, do you feel like the country should have spent money and time pursuing that uh, effort at all? I mean, I, I think an in-depth, you know, look at it, you know, I mean, might have been quite interesting. Yeah? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, let's get back to the, the comedy thing. Uh, so, you, your interest kind of started in the uh, the double aughts. What did you call it? The double, double zeros? zeros. But I've always loved comedy, going to comedy clubs and watching a great comedian. Okay. So, when you were, let's say when you were growing up or in college, uh, who, who were some of your favorite comedians that you were watching? I mean, I like I Richard Pryor, Lenny yeah. Bruce. Yeah, sure. And I, and I liked the, the, the song satirists. I loved Alan Sherman. And I had oh, all yeah. of Alan Sherman's albums as a kid, and Tom Lehrer. Camp Granada. Yes, it's a, and, and, and he, did, he did a lot of better stuff than that. I mean, that was just his top three. Uh, well, he did, he did Hello Mata, Hello Fada. Here he I am at uh, Camp Granada. He did the, uh, the 12 Gifts of Christmas one. Do you remember yes, that sir. one? I, I, I vaguely remember that. I mean, and Camp Granada supposedly had one hell of a circle jerk. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, I'll uh, probably say that on the pod. <laughs> you can say whatever you want on the pod. Uh, and Tom Lehrer. Tom Lehrer. Would you have a favorite song that he did? Um, the one called National Brotherhood Week. I don't think I know that one. Oh, you've got, you've got, you've got to hear it. You know, I mean, it was, it was something that was very politically incorrect ethnic humor. And the one about all the countries in the world getting the atom bomb. And another one called The Old Dope Peddler. There are just so many great songs. Yeah. You know, everybody, you know, iPod fans, you ought to download Tom Lehrer and Alan Sherman. Look them up, iPod fans. Uh, do you remember the the song that Tom Lehrer did um, called Oedipus? I think it was called Oedipus. He did it. Oh yes, movie. Oedipus Rex. You know? Yeah, I, mean, Oedipus I still Rex. remember that. Oedipus Rex. Yeah. I mean, a man who was very fond of his mother. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. A little too fond. Uh, okay, so your those are some of your favorite comics. You like the the musical satirist. What about? Let's jump to today. Are there any living comics that you that you still kind of like watching? I love Larry the Cable Guy. Okay. And, uh, and I, even, I even like some of the sudden stuff, like, fo- like that, Foxworthy. Okay, so you're definitely a blue-collar comedy fan. I am. I'm definitely, I'm definitely a fan of it. And what I, one of the things I love about, about some of the comedy that comes out of the South, you know, is that, is that you can tell a story down there. I mean, up here, they just want the one-liner. But I, I, love, I love storytelling, and sadly... Sadly, you know, the audiences, are, the audiences are becoming too impatient yeah. for blue-collar type of comedy. Sure. You like the ride. I like the ride. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, it's like now, you know, I mean, it's, 
it's almost like bang the drum, give them a give give them a, give them a funny line for every line, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, which is which is great, you know. But I, but I, but I like the stories. Okay. Uh, so Larry the Cable Guy, Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, and, what about? I'm sorry, you were gonna say. And I also like I also like Lisa Lampanelli. Oh, and some man. of that some of that great you know sarcasm. She yeah, she's very dirty. Heavy in the sarcasm. Yeah, I mean the sarcasm. I've always, I always like even like Phyllis Diller. You know, I mean, I love. The I love sarcastic women. Phyllis Diller. Yes, that's right. It's sad. You know, the world yeah. is a the world is a poorer and more serious place without her. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see her on the Scooby Doo? That was great. Yeah. So you have all right. Um, what about? Uh, we talked a little bit upstairs uh, about some some comics in town that you admire, that you like, that you see kind of popping. Um, anybody you'd like to mention in particular? Joe Murdoch. Joe Murdoch. I mean, Joe, Joe Murdoch is a man who utterly ignores lights. And by ignoring the light, he's made himself into a headliner. And I love some of the improv. I love Camp Woods. I love the stuff Brendan does at Camp Woods. And, I, and there's some, some awesome sets. I like Many Penny. I, I, like, I mean, this is, this is a great town for improv. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I love the improv that's happening in Philly right now. And, and another comic I think is really good is Robert X. You know, the way he struts to the microphone, he's nonchalantly, the way he's up there, you know, the confidence he has, you know, I mean, I mean on stage, even before he gets to his material. Mm -hmm. I mean, the man, the man is truly awesome, you know, to watch, you know, what he does before he starts his routine. Okay. Uh, what about improv? Uh, you said it's a great town for improv. You, I know that you've seen a lot of improv. What do you feel makes a makes a good improv show? I think what makes a good improv show is a spur of the moment thing. It's a serendipitous thing. Sure. You know, I mean, what makes a great improv show is you have people who are clever, witty, and on the ball, and 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 you, and you get and you do some great group like Hate Speech Committee or something. Sure. And people are just people just let their feelings out. They go in, they go with the scene, and it's, and it's great to see people who play who aren't scripted, and for people who go and actually just, just get out there, and they're, and, and they're funny, and, and, and even some of the great lines, you know, I mean, vanish into thin air if they're not yeah. taped. Yeah. Uh, what do you prefer to see? Do you prefer to see an improv, a good improv show or a good sketch show? I love them all. Stand-up, sketch, improv, I mean, song parodies. If it's funny, I, I love it. Okay, good. Well, Roger's actually in Hate Speech Committee. He's uh, he's in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last two shows we did. Uh, well, the last the second the two of the last shows we did, Roger was made a member. And yes, we I did see. I did see <laughs> one show. Now that that memory has been uh, jarred loose, uh, I did see one of those shows. That was fun. And we did one of the Walnut Street Theater. They gave us a little room. It's the yeah. oldest theater in continuous operation. Yeah. In the in in the whole Western Hemisphere, mm -hmm. yeah, and you, you did, did improv. And I did, and I did improv there. You know, it's just, yeah. it's a, it was a, it was a, it was a great venue. You know, the Shubin is the best. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's like a warm, intimate theater. Mm -hmm. uh, so, what have you done outside of improv? Because uh, you've said that you, you're such a fan of comedy. What have you done? Uh, outside of improv, as far as comedy goes, I like to think I make people laugh. You do. I can attest to that. 
I'm, I mean, I like to think I'm, I'm considered a comedian, not a funeral director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although we are in the arts parlor That's right true. now. <coughs> Have you done any, did you do anything in college? In college? Any, any kind of stand-up or plays or anything? I wasted my years in college. I, I majored in beer drinking. I minored in joint rolling. I came out with a BS. <laughs> I, I, I wasted a lot, a lot of a lot of my time in college, you know, and and, and, and it's it's a shame, you know, because I, I treated it as a four year paid vacation, and there was a lot I should have learned and didn't, and yeah. I, and I regret that. Did you pay? All that money is going down the toilet. You know, I mean, I, I mean four year, yeah, you paid vacation, you paid for it, and it's 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 four years flushed down the toilet. You know, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what it amounts. But then my college, I, I, I don't give a recommendation. I went to American University in D.C., mm. which has a great deal of prestige. It was a lot of politically correct twaddle. I mean, that's pretty much all you were given. Politically correct twaddle. Can you give me an example of some politically correct twaddle? I mean, it was like, I, I remember back then, you know, and I don't want to bore people with economics. No, please do. But, but it was, but, the, but, the, but all the, but the, but the politically correct crowd was all fawning over the Community Reinvestment Act. You know, I mean, the idea that banks have to banks have to lend money anywhere and everywhere, right. and I said this was going to cause a banking collapse, and then the SNL collapse, you know, and, and and the collapse of two thousand eight, you know, the, the mortgage, <laughs> Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, but the but the the politically correct crowd did not want to hear, you know, what I mean, the the ill effects of what they were doing, and you know, what's very scary about political correctness. In Philadelphia, and, the, and that this jockey kid, Chris, I did not like him. No, I, I mean the guy, the guy, the guy did not like me, and the guy, the guy, the guy was even to a certain extent a cock block. You know, I mean in terms of in terms of performances, but Can nonetheless, I, wait, 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 they threw him off the air because, because a guest on his show used the phrase, Schwoogies jack your car. And the phrase Schwoogie is non-existent. It's not in any slang dictionary. Well, it's one word, too. It's one word. Yeah. The phrase Schwoogie. You know, I mean, how many, how many people in the audience have, ever, have even heard the word Schwoogie? I've never heard the word Schwoogie. Have you ever heard it, Brendan? Yeah. Heard. Well, I'm from Northeast Philadelphia, yeah. so yes. Linda, have you ever heard the word Schwoogie? I'm from Northeast Philly. No, I've never heard no, Schwoogie. No. But I'm from upstate New York, so we don't have swoogies. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've heard uh, cousins say it. Um, so it's towards black people. Oh, yeah. Now I'm ashamed I've said it. <laughs> and they and and another thing that was very scary is when they when they, when they almost kicked a guy at the University of Pennsylvania for using the phrase "water buffalo." I don't even know who that's at. Yeah, I that, think that's just that water buffalo. <laughs> he, he, call, he called some women who were bothering him when he was trying to study. He called them silly water buffalo. Uh, and he was almost thrown out of University of Pennsylvania that's for lame. it. That's lame. Okay. Well, sorry, I don't mean to... But, like, you... Where did... I, I, I want to know this. I don't know this. Like, where did you go to grade school and high school? Yeah, sure. Uh, I went to Green Meadow Elementary School in Spring Valley, New York. And I graduated from high school, Pearl River High School in Pearl River, New York. Home of the Pearl River Pirates! <laughs> <laughs> what team was that? What, what sport did they play? Or was that like an all-sports team? It was an all-sports, you know, I mean, the Pirates. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe they went off to the coast of Somalia, you know, and I had <laughs> <laughs> Were you one of the Pirates? 
I, I, was, I was I was not a pirate. I was on the I was, I was on the on, on the bonging team, but you know, I, was not, you know, I was not even that young. Even that young, I was officially on the bonging team. Okay. Well, uh, when did you graduate high school, Roger? Nineteen seventy-three. Oh, okay. Oh, so right at the swing of it. Yeah, right when, right when things were at their worst in the in the metal era. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what? Now you've already mentioned uh, when we were talking upstairs about where your heart, as far as music, lies. And where did you say that was? I, I most of the music I like is made by African Americans. I mean, I, I mean, I love I, I love doo wop from the fifties and old soul music. And I was into the stylistics when everybody else is the zap. I love rap and and R and B and hip hop and and I and I also enjoy some folk music. And I also enjoy, like, the old country that had soul to it, you know, like Hank Senior. Mm-hmm. I mean, not this corporate crap they call country that, that, that's on the charts today. You mean, like, Sugarland? Yeah, I mean, that's corporate crap. Lady Antebellum? Lady Antebellum was good. Oh, okay. Lady, Lady Antebellum, you know, I mean, they definitely sing with feeling. I mean, I, I, I consider them to be real musicians playing real music. Okay. Uh, who in music right now do you really dislike? Oh, in music, do I really? Toby Keith. Oh, another country guy. Yeah, I mean, and then, and then let's. Why? Why do you hate Toby Keith, though? I mean, it's just it's bland. He, he doesn't. I mean, it's like it's like country music supposed to make you want to puddle up. You know, he doesn't have he doesn't have that 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 sad catch in his voice. And then other music I despise. I despise Metallica, oh, Anthrax, right. and most of modern metal. Right. I hate heavy metal. I think heavy metal is a bunch of guys. They dress up in the sisters' weirdest clothing and scream about dying and going to hell. <laughs> and I can't stand Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath. I mean, I mean, they're like they're like probably among the, my, the all-time, making me want to puke. You know, bands. <laughs> okay. Is there anything to add? No, no. That's Do you have your phone on you? Yes. Could you bring up the Facebook posts? Oh, I don't. It doesn't go on the internet. Oh, well then. Uh, I will bring it up right here. Uh, we're going to bring up some questions from the listening public. I just got a new phone, so i got to find out where this shit is. This is great. I, I, I love to answer, feel the questions and answer them and you know, see what tricky questions they're going to they're ask me. You know? Yeah, these are from the people on Facebook. They're not going to ask me about Higgs bosons and make me look dumb because I don't totally understand strength theory. You know? I, don't think, I don't think they know about it. I think I might. <laughs> Higgs boson, sure. I almost lost. Ooh. I got a pencil. I got a pen and 65 cents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Linda is with us? Linda yes. is Roger's fiance. Linda is here and you've been uh, going through the cushions? Is yeah, that what's happening? Yeah. And what was your what was your booty? Uh pen, a nice pen, uh, a fairly good pencil, and 65 cents. Oh, a pen and a pencil. Okay. All right. All right, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Uh, you got any gigs lined up, Rod? Um, t- tomorrow night, if it's not snowed out. Where's that? It's... It's 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 going to be Jay Jay likes comedy is having something on South Street. Oh, the hodgepodge. Us, the hodgepodge. Oh, nice, and nice. They invited us, you know. Hopefully, if we're not, and, and and the show goes on, you know. I remember, I remember we had a foot of snow, and I did a Christmas show with Doogie in it, and yeah. it went, and it went on with a foot of snow, and it was back to standing room only. It was a great show. Yeah, was that a fair use? 
No, he usually most of them are Fergus. This one's the Tin Angel of all places. Oh, okay, okay. And so I, I, sh I should get more stuff lined up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rent some halls and do some stuff. You know, but you worry about winter though. You know, you worry about going through all that and being snowed out. You know. Yeah. Although, although, although with all this global warming, you know, I mean, if global warming got rid of snow, I'd be in favor of it. You know. Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, I hate snow. You know, I'm, fr I'm from snow country, but I hate it. Where is uh, where is that in New York? Where you're from? Is that upstate New York or Rockland County? And I don't know if I'm not familiar. The one thing about Pearl River, New York, that's amazing is the man who truly the pirates. Yeah, who truly invented the light bulb was a man named Julius Brownsdorf. Wait, are you telling me <laughs> Thomas Edison did not? Thomas Edison did not invent the light bulb. Julius Brownsdorf invented it in 1872. Thomas Edison did not invent, quote-unquote, it until 1879, but Edison had a better lawyer when the thing went to court. Well, he changed the filament, right? Wasn't that the argument? He, he, he improved upon the filament in a way that made it sustainable. It might have been a better bug, you know, but still, sure. you know, I mean, it's like there's a little statue in the town square that a schnauzer could pee on, okay. and it says to Julius Brownsdorf, the forgotten man of science. And the first computer punch card ever was printed in Pearl River also. So oh. the town does have, you know, like a, a, an claims illustrious history, you know. Yeah. A, a, a minor, minor, some minor claims to fame. Sure. sure. We got our first question, Roger. Yes. Uh, the question comes from Alex J. Gross. If Roger could beat anyone up, who would he beat up and why? Let's see. Who would I beat up and why? I mean, somebody from the past. Adolf Hitler. I mean, I would, really, I would, I would really like to, to utterly decimate Schindler, but he's shoveling coal Schindler. right now. Yes. I don't, th I don't think I need to ask why. I, so. yeah. I think the why is implied yes. with the name itself. But okay. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't kill him though; you just beat him up. I, I, I mean, you, normally I'm not a violent person, but I really enjoy torturing Adolf Schindler. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard anyone call him Adolf Schindler. Uh, okay, uh, this question is from Mike Butler. If McDonald's is death, what is life? And there's a follow-up, but you go. Okay, I remember, I remember that ad about Mickey D's. You yeah, remember you made the video? I remember the video that I did when we made fun of Mickey D's. Yes, yeah, so I think that's what because you said McDonald's is death in the video. Yeah. So I think he's asking, so that's where his if question is. If McDonald's was. is death, what is life? A good lobster. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> uh, and the follow-up is, would you vote for a kitten president. I mean, a kitten as president. Cer certainly better than the Chicago mobster we have in there now. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> You're talking about Obama. Uh, what's your problem with Obama? I mean, I, I mean, to, I mean, to me, I'm a libertarian. Okay. So, so to, to me, to me, I, I don't, I don't like excessive government intervention. I don't like high taxes. I don't, I don't like excessive government intervention. Either, either, either domestically or abroad. Sure. I think we have no business being in Afghanistan. Okay. Um, can I ask a follow-up question? Yes. So, like, uh, a lot of people's political views are shaped by their upbringing. Uh, what were your, what were your mom and dad like? Liberal Republicans. Liberal Republicans. Okay. Yes. So, like, down the middle. Down the middle. I mean, it's like these are New York names. You know, Rockefeller, Javits, Goodell. Those are the kind of people they voted for. Oh, okay. Um, would you describe Mitt Romney as a uh, down the middle? No, I guy? would describe Mitt Romney as a globalist. I mean, I mean, the worst of liberalism and conservatism. I mean, here you have somebody who basically broke up and destroyed private industry, 
for the benefit of public employee pension unions. That's communism. I would describe Shit Romney as a communist. You know, I mean, Obama's vastly superior to Shit Romney. You know, I mean, it was, I mean, as bad as he is, you know, I mean, I'd rather see a Chicago mobster in power, you know, than somebody, you know, than, 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 than a communist. Sure. Uh, Adolf Schittler, Shit Romney. Yeah. I know where we're going. Yeah, if I read Adolf Geis, you know, say who. Uh, this is a larger question also from, uh, oh, no, no, no. This is a question. I don't know how you're going to answer this, but I'd like to see you try. Uh, why is this? Is a question is from Mark Leopold. Why is my elbow sore? I don't remember bumping it. I mean, perhaps he was drunk and did it in a blackout. Oh, that's probably most likely. Or possibly an old masturbation injury. <laughs> and yet there is another. Uh, okay, another question from Mike Butler. What has been the best and worst parts of Roger's experience with improv? Uh, what, uh, what was... Okay, that's another question. What, what, what has been your best and worst moments with improv? My best moments have been the time when I've improved my improvisation to the point where I did an awesome performance. Sure. And my bad moments was where occasionally there was a scene I couldn't get. Or an accent that I tried to do that I couldn't pull off. What accent have you tried to do that you have not been able to do? Russian accent. I, I wish I could pull off a Russian accent, and I can't. Sometimes no. you can. Sometimes I can. Yeah. Could, could I? Could I hear your? Uh... Very bad. My Russian is. I, my Russian is very bad. No, I don't have a lot of Russian. In Russian, could you tell everyone they can't adopt any more Russian babies? <laughs> I, I, I think that's a shame, you know, because people because because people are adopting all these like problem children. Yeah. You know, and here it is, you know, out of some kind of national pride. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I think it's an act of love and kindness where somebody parents children, you know, that they have no biological responsibility for, right. just out of a love for children. And I think, I, I think, I think what Russia is doing on this is is not very nice. Sure, not the not one very Russian nice. baby, a baby, Linda. a little girl, five years old, a spinal labyphia uh, is it? Spina bifida. Yeah, and. She's learned English so she could go stay with her American parents, and the adoption was aborted. Uh, it's not good. Because on the news, it broke my heart. And the parents were crying, and the little girl was crying. Yeah. But the little girl told her mother that wanted her be brave and be strong, and she said it in English. Oh. All right. Linda, bring it down the podcast. <laughs> uh, what I, was... Can I answer another yes. question? Totally. Um, Roger, what did your mom and dad do for a living? Okay, my my father worked for New York State, and my mother's a school teacher. Okay, what did your dad yeah, do for did, the state? What did he do? Um, he helped judges write opinions. Was it? He, he headed legal research oh, okay. for several courts, oh. and he helped them. And he helped them write 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 opinions, and 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 he, and, 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 he, and he was like and he was like an expert, you know, in those type of matters. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. I never knew that. Uh, what was Brendan's favorite? Mo- this question is for oh, you, okay. apparently. <laughs> uh, what was Brendan's favorite moment as play-by-play commentator of ProMania 2K12 when Fit? Oh, he's <laughs> he's going into another kitten question. So, what what was your favorite moment of play-by-play for ProMania 2K12? Uh, I think maybe when the uh, someone was supposed to get slammed through a cake. 
and instead the table just fell over and the cake just <laughs> fell in the corner. <laughs> so not according to the plan. No, no, yeah. This, we were off script at that point. Uh, and the follow-up kitten question, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. You probably don't listen to the podcast. I just got a kitten. Uh, her name is Aria, and she was saved from, like, under somebody's car. Like, you know how they, they, the body of the car, she was found, like, under the engine? So we saved, we saved Aria. Uh, and Mike Butler likes asking kitten questions. Uh, and his question is, when will Fit have an all-kitten improv house team tentatively titled Kitten Jiggy With It? Uh, that's not a question for you to answer so much as something I enjoyed saying. Uh, what is Roger's favorite piece of material used as a guilty pleasure show? Good question from Matt Nelson. The plays of D.M. Bocas Larson, yep. the greatest environmental playwright of all time, a true genius who should be on Broadway. Yeah. Who, who upstairs did you say also belongs on Broadway? Who did I say? I, 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 think, I think Camp Woods. They should have improv on Broadway. Oh, oh, and Benny Penny and have like some of our great improv groups. <laughs> And have, and, and have an awesome show, you know, to show people, you know, that improv can be vastly superior to, to running reruns of the same freaking, you know, shows like Oklahoma, you know, that have shown yeah. up to a million times. Oh. <laughs> and I would much rather see some improv, instead of stale scripted material, see some fresh, exciting improv. Sure. Yeah. And I think Philly improv, especially Camp Woods and Many Penny, belong on Broadway. Well, thank you, Roger. That is very kind. Um... What was it about those... What was the guy's name? The guy that wrote the plays? D.M. Bocas Larson. D.M.? Yeah, uh, yeah, the letters D.M. Like oh, D.M. And then Bocas hyphen Larson. What was it about those plays that you liked? I think he had, you know, you know, they were very sensitive general environmental plays. And in this, you know, ecological era, you know, I mean, with all the hullabaloo, you know, about global warming and, and all this stuff, you know, I mean, as... As let's say environmental consciousness, you know, is raised. Mm-hmm. D.M. Bocas Larson captures that and captures the the, the characters in D.M. Bocas Larson are very touching. Yeah. I mean, it's not just it's not just about nature, and it's like in many ways you see the oneness that we have with nature. You know, I mean, we feel very much part of nature when we when when we see D.M. Bocas Larson performed. Okay. Since we're on Guilty Pleasures, uh, and Brendan is here, how did you two get hooked up to start doing this show? I, I, I met Brendan, someone, and, and I invited him on my radio show. I had a radio show on WYFI, 1460 AM. Yes. Hot spot on your dial. But sadly, <laughs> the station changed format, you know? I mean, but well, we, we, had, we did a bunch of... Uh, we did some great stuff. Because yeah, yeah. I met you at that open mic in Levittown. At a, uh, there was a, a comedy club that was open for a few months uh, called Levy's Comedy Club at the, I believe, the Ramada in Levittown, and we met at an open mic there. That was the first time I think I ever met you, and that's when you invited me to be a guest on your radio show. And uh, the way Roger's radio show would work is it was uh, every Friday afternoon during drive time on this AM station, was it 5 to 5.30? 5 to 5.30. Yeah, and... Uh, AM? Would... No, in, in okay. after... yeah, in the afternoon. Okay. Right. You would... Um, uh, he would have the radio station would have your phone number ahead of time. You were told like, and they would call you, and they'd be like, "All right, uh, we're gonna put you on the air in a few minutes." And so then you like, whenever you're on the phone with the radio station, you can hear the radio station, and then boom, they'd hit the button, and he and Roger would be like, "Hey, you're on the air with Roger," and then you would uh, you'd have the interview. 
And we start out with traffic, with a traffic report. Yeah. You know, and we have, we have a really fun traffic report. Yeah. You know, I mean, we tell people where all the trouble spots were, you know, and beach traffic and, and mountain traffic. And we would, we would talk a lot about, you know, people wanted to go long distances. And then, and, and then, and then, the, and then the show would start. Yeah. And it would be so much fun. It was always sad when it was over, you know, because it was, because, because it was surrounded by, by a sports talk show. Yeah. So so after our fun show, there was just jocular jabber. Yeah, <laughs> jocular jabber. And you would always you had a you, you had like a radio DJ name. You called yourself Roger the Road Ranger. Yes, Roger <laughs> the Road Ranger. And you had a catchphrase that you would always end with. I'd love to hear that. On the long journey home, never let no. On the long drive home, never let a horn blow or rally you to doing something foolish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Promoting safe driving. That's what my father used to say that. Because I, because my father was like a true urban driver. I mean, he, I mean, it was almost like the car was an accordion the way it could parallel park. <laughs> I mean, he he was he was one of those people who could go at normal speeds in, in rush hour in Manhattan. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, it was a, it was a great radio show. You had a lot of different guests on there. We did. I think you had like Megan Rob on one time. This was all over the phone. Everybody was always over the phone. Okay. Uh, Megan Rob. Um, did you Joe, did Joe Murdoch go on? Yeah, Murdoch. We had Luke Giordano. Oh, Luke Giordano. Linda's been on many times. Oh, Linda has. Yes, that's yeah. true. And we had we, we had we had a lot of a lot of people on. Um, and I remember there was a uh, something that I, that was like annoying but funny was there was somebody that kept prank calling and making animal sounds. Do you remember this? At Farmville. <laughs> and kept on talking about like Farmville. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was like, you know, I mean, I mean the guy was probably a bestiality enthusiast. You know? <laughs> I mean, as much like Farmville people are, you know, like one of these, one of these like city people, like rural wannabes. Yeah, he, yeah. W- he would ask you if you liked the Dodgers in a funny voice, I remember. He would do like the, the, um, the, he would do a voice where he'd be like, uh, does Roger like the Dodgers? And he'd be like, no, I'm a Phillies fan. And he'd be like, oh, no. And then you would hang up on him. <laughs> That's true, you know, because because sports, you know, I mean, the sports could wait because yeah. after because afterward, you know, I mean, it was the same the same issues in sports. Like they'll chew over the same game. Oh, do you think yeah. it was the sports guys trying to like? Like be funny? You think that's who it was? No, I don't think it was the sports guys. But oh. it might have, it might have been somebody who listened to the to the sports talk shows. Oh. I don't know why I bet on. I mean, all I can do with my hands is raise my elbow, drink beer, and play with my ding dong and throw my butt teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a, a Phillies fan? I am a Phillies fan. Uh, do you have anything to say about the upcoming season or maybe um, the past? Season? My father always though with the Phillies, he called them a pack of lies and said they played a bunch of lady horses. <laughs> but that's like, but I, I think I think with the Phillies, you know, I mean, I I, I think Ryan Howard is probably the. The, the the best hitter to have ever played in Philadelphia, yeah. and I'd love to see Ryan Howard, you know, return to form. Yeah, sure. You know, and, and, absolutely, and 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 have some blasts, you know, and bash some baseballs long out of the park, and when he's on the road, hit some baseballs all the way back to Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah, I I would love to see that, and I think we will this year. Maybe not all the way back to Philly. Uh, this question is from Matt Nelson. Another one from Matt Nelson. Uh, if aliens landed in front of you. And in exchange for anything you desire, offered you any position on their planet, what position would you want and why? I would like to be the court jester. Although, sadly, I'd probably wind up like Rigoletto. Like who? Rigoletto. You lost me. Oh, you, you don't know the story of Rigoletto? No, I'd the love famous, to hear it. I mean, he, he basically... He, 
he razzed the Duke and he got in trouble because he razzed the wrong person. And it's talking like, about John Wayne? No, it's a very opera. You know, this is no. culture <laughs> stuff. We're in an arts house. You know, people should know culture stuff here. Or an arts hotel, you call it. Yeah, yeah the hotel. arts hotel. <laughs> theatrical hotel. A theatrical the hotel. hotel. <laughs> yeah. Was it, so is this an Italian opera? An Italian opera. Uh-huh. And they should all know this because this place is like the drama queen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's a theatrical hotel. <laughs> so you'd like to be the court jester. All right. Yes. Uh, we're going to blow through some of these here. I think you could have been like in charge if you wanted. Let's, let's answer them all. If you could have one person ghostwrite your biography, who would you like it to be and what is the title? That, 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 is, that is a good question. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, also from would, Matt Nelson. Who would, I, who would I like to write my biography? And what would it be called? I think Linda raised her hand. Yes, Linda. Yeah, I'll let you answer that. No, I, I'd love to write the biography. I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, I'll do it. What would it be called? What would the um, Roger would C. Be... Snare... Actually, that's a quick question. What does the C stand for? Clifford. Roger Clifford, oh, Clifford Snare. <laughs> uh, what would the Roger Clifford Snare biography be titled? Mm. Take your time. See, life as a joke. Yeah, life yeah. as a joke. That's I like a great, it. That's a great I like it. That's great. Written by Linda, right? <laughs> Written by Linda. Uh, this question is from Joe Moore of Dog Mountain fame. Uh, what we'll do you got? Yeah, Joe Moore is the new host of Guilty Pleasures. Oh, oh no right. shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you heard it here first. I don't know. Uh, you we heard it here. It on the show. You heard it here. Uh, Joe Moore will be hosting Guilty Pleasures with. Roger Snare. Snare. And the first one will be first Wednesday in February, right? I believe so. And, when, and, when, and the interview show. Tell them about my interview show. Oh, and then Roger also has an interview show once a month after the theme show at the Philly Improv Theater where he'll be interviewing different guests. Is that going to be in January or February? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the schedule since I'm... Well, I'm not going to be here, but I'll find out. Find who's who's find going to be uh, assisting with that? i got to talk to Greg. I think Greg's probably going to be there. Yeah? Awesome. Okay. I think. If not, I would so love to bomb Joe's here. question. Okay, fantastic. Well, you got two people who are probably willing to do it. Uh, so this question is from new Guilty Pleasures uh, co-host, Joe Moore. What do you guys think about D.M. Bocas Larson we've already discussed? Yeah. Yeah. D.M. Bocas Larson is brilliance personified. If you could wow. sum him up in one word with one syllable, what would it be? Eco. <laughs> that was good. Eco, eco echo. That okay, fast. that reminded me of a conversation upstairs. What did you say in 10 to 20 years' time was going to be the type of music that was going to dominate? And, 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 and you're going to be laughing now, but in 10 to 20 years, you'll, you'll, be, you'll, you'll be listening to this. And, and, I, and, and I call it, for lack of a better word, techno-emo-alt. <laughs> techno-emo-alt. And it, will be done, and it will be done with a lot of Indian-style riffs. Yeah, and it will be done with the, with the, with the, five-beat, the, the five-beat scale. With the triplet and the couplet, you know, sure. used in China. And basically what it's going to be, it's going to be very tech-heavy on the instrumentation, but with a lot of very sappy love songs at the same time. So it's going to be very techy and very sappy. It would, it would be as if, let's say, the noise in between screens two and three of Ms. Pac-Man. Nobody remembers <laughs> that anymore, you know, but the screens between... But they put... When they, when they, when they had the little heart in there, you know, when Ms. Pac-Man meets... It's Pac-Man, and if they had a sappy love song to it, 
that's basically what the music is going to be like in 10 or 20 years. Huh. And it's going to be very emotional, and, it's, and all because it's going to be based in alternative, you know, basically, which, is basically, which is basically 80s music warmed over. But that's basically what, what, what it's going to be. Okay. Uh, like I said, that reminds me, or it sounds like an actual Indian name or Eskimo name, Techno Emo Alt. Um, if you say it fast if you say it fast enough and make it sound like an Indian or Eskimo name uh, Techno Emo Alt uh, the last question comes from Luke Field uh, I'm answering I'm, I'm throwing in a first question here and this is do you write at all? I, I do write okay and the question from Luke Field then uh, which is now a follow up is what is your writing process? my writing process you know is basically I'll I'll think of a joke or a great line, and I'll scroll it down on a piece of paper, okay. and I'll have and, and I'll have for myself, you know. Uh, but we're going to write. But we're, but we're seriously writing a joke book for Linda, though, and Linda's going to be the Linda Berry joke book. Oh yeah, and Linda what? Well, I, was, I wanted to write a foul joke book, but I kind of chickened out. Oh. No, actually, I I just I, um, I'm 65, and I know every joke I've ever heard since first grade. So I might as well write them down. Sure. Yeah. So sure. At least for historical purposes. Yeah. <laughs> for, for the <laughs> historic <else>. records. <laughs> okay. So your 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 writing process is to write down your thoughts. Write down to write to write down my thoughts, and I'll code word it, you know, because I'll remember what's around it. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I, I write a similar way when I have joke ideas. You just write down the the core of what's funny. The core. And then you remember the joke around it. Yeah. Yeah. We have a couple minutes left before we should uh, kind of prepare for the show tonight. Sure. Uh, what would you say are some things that you watch on television or that you kind of would like to watch other than, I know you don't like Johnny Carson, um, but what's something, do you watch any television now? I watch very little because I love comedy and there's no comedy. TV's soapy and sappy and boring. And, the TV, and what's on TV now you know, there's very little on TV now that, that's really worth watching. Okay. You, uh, what about movies? What was yeah. the most recent... What was, your most, what was your favorite movie of 2012? Ted. <laughs> oh, Ted. You saw Ted. Nice. I love Ted. What did, you, what did you like about it? Uh, I haven't yeah. seen it yet, so don't spoil... No spoiler I mean, alerts. I mean, it, it was funny. It was witty. And you had, a, and you had touching. Oh. Have you seen The, the Hobbit? Not really. I mean, I hope I don't look like the Hobbit. No, I, 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 I do not bring that up to imply anything of the of the sort. Have you seen the Lord of the Rings films? Um, when I was a kid, I used to like Hobbit and Lord of the Rings kind of stuff. But but that type of fantasy, you know, I mean, it's like it's like I'm just not really into like occultic fantasies, you know. I mean, okay. You know, and medieval fantasies. Not was more occult because I am very yeah. new age. Sure. You know, I mean, I am very new age philosophically, but. But I just don't, but it's like, I'm just not into medieval fantasies. You know, I mean, I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, no. you know, I don't, I don't collect magic cards. You know, I'm, <laughs> no, just, not, I'm just not a medievalist. What makes you more new age? I believe in reincarnation. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> he believes in reincarnation. I believe, oh, okay. I believe in the immortality of the soul. <laughs> yes. And I, and I believe in a loving God. Okay. As opposed to? As, as opposed to the guilt trippers. Okay. You know, and the and and shame. I believe in a love-based faith rather than a shame-based faith. Okay. Uh, so you believe in... You're not a Catholic, then? No, I'm not. I admire a lot of the beauty of Catholicism. I admire the artistic beauty of Catholicism. Sure. I'm not a Roman Catholic, but I love... I, I, 
I, I, I love the artwork. I, 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 lo I love I, just to go into an old-fashioned cathedral. And I, and I can just spend hours in there and the sun chills up my spine. And I'm just awed by some of the stained glass and everything. When okay. you were born Jewish, is that yes. correct? Yeah. And then you, you were raised Jewish also? or Not, not terribly ethnically, slightly. You know? okay. I mean, it's like, I mean, probably more so than Alex Perlman, but not... not <laughs> oh, okay. So but, slightly more Jewish than Al Alex Perlman. <laughs> Perlman. Okay. <laughs> so, in case somebody's keeping score. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we're, we're going to end, but is there anything that you would like to say to the Philadelphia comedy community or, com or comedy at large? As a fan, as a performer, I would, I would like to say to anybody, never give up your art, and to and to basically stand with what you believe. You know, even even if you encounter a little bit of a little bit of rejection, and I teach people confidence, and I tell people, don't turn yourself down before other people get a chance to. <laughs> All right, Roger. Thank you very much for uh, for joining us on the Getting Close podcast. Linda, thank you for uh, for sitting in. And Brendan as well. <laughs> Thank you. So there it is, the Getting Close with Roger Snare podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. Like I said, he said a lot of uh, really fun things, a lot of really nice things about some, some people in town, too. He has opinions, and they will not be denied. Uh, you can catch Roger in the Guilty Pleasure Show, which just premiered with new host Joe Moore. On Wednesday nights, uh, check phillyimprovtheater.com for more information about that show. Uh, but check it out, really, because Roger is very funny in what it already is a very funny show. Uh, included now is a bit of extra material that I recorded with um, Roger in the lobby as I was waiting for Brendan to arrive. You can... Listen to it. You can turn it off. Uh, some of it is repeats, so it's up to you. Uh, but he said a lot of nice things about some people within the Philadelphia comedy world, scene, community, whatever you want to call it. So I thought it would be nice to include it. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for listening, and thanks for getting close. He's not Monty Python. <laughs> Joe Murdoch is not Monty Python? Yes. He's, my he's, sister likes to say, not the, not the brightest crayon yeah. in the shed. He's not Werner von Braun. He's not Albert <laughs> Einstein, but he's, he's a very funny guy, though. He's great. He's good. I love him. He's very good. He's going to be a superstar, though. Yeah. He's going to be one of those guys who say, we'll be a superstar of comedy, though. Yeah. I mean, he's, 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 he's one of the people whose names you are going to see in the lights of Vegas. Joe Murdoch? Joe, Joe Murdoch. You're calling it right here, right now? Yeah, I'm calling it right now. He's going to be a big star? Um, yes. I'm calling it right now. Joe Murdoch is going to be a big star. Okay. I'm calling it. You should be a talent scout. Yeah. That's what you should do. That's right? what I should do. You know, because I, I can recognize talent. You know, you guys are doing this. You know, yeah. I think like really at the comedy. Both of us think you recognize talent. Yeah. You know, Mur Murdoch. You know, I mean, does have it in abundance. <laughs> yeah. What makes him uh, pop for you? Um, he, 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 he just goes up there. Has no fear of making an ass of himself. Yeah. He goes. He goes up there utterly fearlessly. He ignores lights and comedy clubs. He's I notorious think, for that. I think that I kind of, you know, I I would say he, when I was saying about the boyish thing, he's got a five-year-old heart. There's something in him that's 
that it, I'm not saying he's completely immature, but he's just this childish quality that even if he tells us a dirty joke or something, it's like listening to a little kid. He's like real likable, real playable. Yeah. Well, he, has, he has the emotional maturity of a 13 year old. <laughs> okay. you know, I mean, there's no question about that. You know? I mean, he, uh, it's, a, it's science, it's proven fact. <laughs> but he's nonetheless, you know, I mean, the guy. The guy, the guy, the guy's jokes, you know, everybody. And then, but the only, the only flaw he has is, but he, he can pull this off, and nobody else can. I mean, he pulls a lot of other things off too. But this he pulls <laughs> off is, is, is he can, is when a joke fails, he'll explain the joke, and his attempt to explain the joke will crack people up. Okay, so his, if he has a joke that's pre-planned, doesn't work. What he does is he explains it, and that for some reason gets a laugh, and yeah. that makes okay. He's he is sweet. Okay. Any other? Uh, Comedians. We're gonna be stars. A guy named Robert X is gonna be a star. Robert X. Yeah. Okay. I mean, his his facial expressions are unreal. He 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 can do a deadpan and just it's unreal. He's he's incredible. He struts up to the mic like he owns it, and he goes through there. He's like totally relaxed. You know. I mean, it's like he. I mean, hell. I think that part of him is he doesn't care if you like him or not. He's contented, he's confident. Mm-hmm. He's really good. I think he's one of those people who read the phone book and makes you laugh. He <laughs> bought out a cigarette, smokes a cigarette, and bought it out and makes you laugh. He's just that kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then, and then the other group is awesome. Is Brennan's group, Camp Woods. Camp I've, Woods, yeah. I've seen them in the Latars, they're awesome. Yeah. Do they, do you have a favorite sketch? Do you remember they done? There's so many. If I remember all of them, we'd be here all night <laughs> talking about his sketches, you know. I I yeah. mean I mean, his, his his sketches are amazing. You know, Camp Woods I think I think is truly awesome. You know, they They are, yeah. They belong on Broadway. They are truly <laughs> on awesome. On Broadway. Camp Woods on Broadway? That would be awesome if you had like an improv show, an improv hitting Broadway. It would be uh, amazing, you know. It would be. It would be, you know, like like cause, Big cause it's like it's 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 as good as anything you see in Chicago or Toronto. Yeah, I mean this is like you know I mean I mean Camp Woods is is amazing you know I mean they have me in stitches and and, and many penny also of improv groups you know yeah. many penny I think I think it's incredible town. Now that kind of has one common link right? Uh, Madonna is in both groups. You know Madonna. I know. I didn't know she's in both groups. Yeah, she's in Manny Petty and she's in uh, she's in Camp Woods. So I, I would say, you know, people people are talking about you know, who are, who are of incredible star potential. Yeah. Camp Woods on Broadway. I'd like to see that. And then there, and then there's a show that, that that's that's also you know that's that, that that's a that's that's a video that's internet cast you know mm-hmm. a, a called Back to the Humor and it's this guy Jackabo was the guy's last name Anybody Back to the it? Humor yes and it's by a guy called Jackabo yes okay and it's you know I mean and and that I think has potential but I think I think it's a long, it's a ways off okay. So your your uh, your your talent scout eye is yeah is is saying it's not quite ready yet, but almost. But we'll almost. be ready. Okay. We'll be ready. Not quite ready yet. Right. But the show Back to the Humor has a lot of and I and I wrote I wrote the theme to it. You know? Kind of sounds like Back to the Future. That's true. You know, I 
And I did, you know, just one day I was out there, so I, I, and it just came from it. So I'll write a theme for you, and I did, you know. You wrote, a, a, like, a theme song? Yeah. Did you? Go back to the humor. You okay. Know? Yeah, well, when we did the podcast, we'll talk. doom here, there's no silly rumors. It's time to go back to the humor. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say the open mic night, like the ones in open mic night, the cabaret. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... It's good. And it really stood out, you know, because of, because the cabaret has a lot of really traditional hack acts. Yeah. You know, the cabaret, you know, I'm not putting it down because I've enjoyed the shows I've seen there. Which, you know, uh, which cabaret? What are, what are you talking about? Northeast Cabaret. Oh, the ca- ca- comedy cabaret. Yeah, comedy cabaret. Yeah, okay. But then being as a Northeast is not an avant-garde place where that is. I, I was born and raised in the Northeast. Where? Um, well, I used to be in Oxford Circle, uh, which is lower Northeast. And then I was around Welsh and the Boulevard, um, which is far northeast. And then Comedy Cabaret is a little further up from that. You ought to go there on Wednesday night, you know, because... It, I mean, That's it's, so far. I mean, it's, it's worth, you know, it's worth seeing. I, I love any comedy. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's very few people, you know, who aren't that good. Right. You know, I mean, most people are good, you know. And, yeah. and, and then there's, there's one group, there's, they, they group together called the Trite Six or the White Six, the Tight Six, I call them the Trite Six. Tight the white Six? Six, S-I-X. Oh, Tight Six. I mean, the problem is, you know, they put on shows, but what it is is they bring in garage bands on their comedy oh. shows. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, so the whole thing is you go in there, you know, and it's like you want to see the headliners, you want to be part of the open mic night, you want to see what's going on, and the first half hour is wasted by a garage band. Oh. And then guys go on, you know, they don't want a disc jockey, they want a garage band. And you hear people who crank up their, their guitars and, and their amps and they should be tightening up their sound. Sure. You know, I mean, they might be tight, you know, but their bands certainly aren't. And the whole thing is, you know, there's so many places that have bad metal bands, very yeah. few places that have comedy. So many. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so they actually, the one band they had, the one that gave me a migraine, it was really good. They called themselves the... the, the 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 idea men, but I called them the DEA men, <laughs> and and I was on there, and they were all upset, you know, the the tried sex because I was like making fun of the band. I called them white noise. I've never heckled anybody before, you know, but but these honkies just had no ability to play music, you know. I mean, the guy like, I mean, the guy like banged the drum like he was fucking abusing a kid or something, oh. you know. I mean, that's how bad it was. You know? uh, what kind of music do you like? I I personally like rap and R and B and soul. I mean, Rap, R&B, and soul. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like, I, I generally, most of the music I like is African-American. And some of the other, I do like folk, and I do like old-fashioned country. Okay. And I like folk. Well, what about blues? Or is that along the lines of the others? I do, I do like blues, you know, I mean, but, but really, but, but the, the real Delta stuff, you know. The I mean, real, like okay. Real, yeah. The real blues. Like you Robert know, Johnson? I mean, yeah, Robert yeah. Johnson. I mean, not some... Not some, not some, not some honky from London like <laughs> the Rolling Stones. It had to be blues. Yeah. What about Eric Clapton? He's. Uh, he's I like Clapton. Clapton's yeah. one of the best guitarists who's ever lived. Yeah, he is. Clapton is a truly awesome guitarist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love to hear a good guitarist. I mean, I love rock, but I hate heavy metal. Yeah. I mean, heavy metal is a bunch of guys dressed in their sister's weirdest clothing, <laughs> and they and they scream about dying and going to hell. Yeah. You know, I hate heavy metal. I, I, I. I you know, I mean, but I, li- I like a good guitarist. Sure. You know, I mean, like Trower and Bridges Size, you know, some, like, some classic rock guitarists are awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's, I mean a good guitarist. I've seen Clapton in concert a couple times uh, over the over the last few years. He should be back in Philly soon. 
within the next year, I think. But it costs an arm and a leg to sing. Like, classic rock acts cost an arm and a leg. I'd rather spend the money seeing comedians. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to spend that money, I'd rather see somebody funny, you know? I'm, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing, you know, because there's... But, uh, but yeah, I want to see Jay Z, but I was going to pay 135 bucks a ticket. You know, oh, for the bucks for the Made in America. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as I like Jay Z, you know, 270 bucks. You know? Do you have a favorite album or maybe favorite song of Jay Z's? I like most of what he does. Yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, my favorite rapper of all time is, believe it or not, Two Life Crow. Uh, I believe it. Sure. I mean, I think Two Life Crow is. Uh, and even though I make fun of my rap, I do like the, I do like the, I, I do like Eminem, but not as much as Vanilla Ice. You don't like Eminem as much as Vanilla Ice? Yeah, I think Vanilla Ice was a pioneer of the genre. Of the rap genre. Oh, of the, okay. I was I was going to say of the white rapper genre, uh, but you mean rap in general? Rap in general. Okay. The first rappers were country western. I mean, the, I mean, I mean, there was there was a country guy in the seventies, Commander Cody. And the Lost Planet Airmen, they used to rap, and they would do country-western raps, you know, I mean, about about car chases and speed and fancy cars yeah. and things like that. I've, I've heard that called uh, Hick Hop. Hick Hop, that's yeah. a great name for Yeah, you never heard that? Hick Hop? I, I, it, it fits it, you know, like about that one about save a horse, ride a cowboy. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's, uh, who does that? Save a horse, ride a cowboy. I don't even know. Ah, oh, what the hell is their I'm name? In, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I mean, but it's... It, it, I mean, the trash fills something, you know? Yeah. I mean, but it's like... You know, I mean, it's like... But then but then there was rapped out in the 50s, you know? I mean, occasionally Soul Sings was rap. Brooke Benton did, did this rap. The song was half rap called the Bull Weevil song that protested homelessness in 1959. But the stations wouldn't play it because it was too radical. Uh, and it was a rap song? Yeah, it was a rap. There's, there's, been, there's been, like, talking... They used to call it the Talking Blues... Yeah. I mean, there was rap done in the teens and 20s and 30s. I mean, rap, you know, I mean, I mean, rap as we know it began with the Sugar Hill Gang in 79. Although rap I think is, early Rap James, was Delight, right? Rap was Delight. I think, I, although I think a lot of stuff James Brown did was rap. Gonna take it to the bridge! The Brooklyn Bridge! Gonna take, I mean, I mean, that, I mean, if that isn't rap, I don't know what is. I mean, it came out of, it came out of funk. Well, yeah, the original, uh, the, 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 the more popular earlier rap was very easily identifiable with soul and with, um, with, with funk. In the 50s, they would sometimes rap in the middle of a, of, of a song, you know. I hold in my hand three letters from the stage of five, five, super five, five, Korea. <laughs> what is that? Who is that? That was one of the songs. One, it, was a, it was a hit in the 50s. It was on like, it was on like an oldie CD, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they would rap in love songs, you know, like in Little Darling by the Diamonds. I hold in my hand your little hand, and I know all is so grand. You know, I mean, so <laughs> yeah. they would, you know, I mean, there would be a little bit of rapping in the middle of, of some soul songs and do-up songs, you right. know, in the 50s. Sure. I mean, rap, it's just, it's just now that it's big, you know, but there's always been rap. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are saying, uh, and I don't, I don't know who a lot of people are, but... That, that rap is on the way the way out. Do you feel that that's the case? No, I mean, I, I, th- I, I think basically what the music's going to be in 20 years, in 10, 20 years. Okay. I'm what listening. I see it's going to be, and, and, and you're going to laugh, but this is something I see. No, I'm Techno listening. emo alt. <laughs> what? What? Techno emo alt. Techno emo alt. 
with with a with a kind of Oriental beat. It sounds like an Eskimo name. Yeah. Techno emo. What it's going to do is going to be very techno, very electronic sounding, but they're going to be sappy love songs. So it's going to be emo. It's going to be techno and emo, and its roots are going to be an alt. Its roots are going to be an alternative, you know, rather than in soul or country. Sure. The roots are going to be an alternative, and they're eventually and they're eventually going to take on that Oriental beat. We have the triplet and the couple, you know, like the three two three two. Yeah. And and it's going to be very sappy. They're going to be like very sappy love songs. It's it's going to be hard not to laugh at it for people for people of my generation, your generation, but the generation beyond. They're going to love it, and it's going to be very emotional, but very techno. And there's going to be five beat. Techno emo all. Techno emo all. And that's what I see happening. And you're going to laugh about it now. Then 20 years from now, when you hear some techno emo all, you'll say, you'll say, snare called it, right? I think if I start a new improv group, I'm going to call it techno emo all. Yeah. It, it could work. There's going to be a lot of stuff in it, and there's going to be a lot of a lot of like mixed instru- instrumental riffs, like you have in Indian music. Okay. I mean, there's going to be mixed instrumental in mixed instrumental riffs to the triplet and the couplet. So there's going to be a lot of Indian and Oriental influence to it. Now, what do you think this is up and coming thing? Well, he said 20 years away. 10, 20, 20 years. years up and coming. Up and coming because of, because, of, because of the globalization of the economy, and even <laughs> okay. here because of the, the number of immigrants. Sure. And when immigrants are, still, are seen as chic, you know, rather than, than illegals, you know, and eventually, eventually as, as politically correct liberalism comes in, you know, pretty much, you know, takes things over, you know, there's going to be like kind of almost immigrant chic. Where people are going to be like in England, you see a lot of that immigrant shit. Yeah, you know, people, we don't want to be wasps anymore. Yeah, we, we want, you know, we, and that's that whole sort of thing. So you're going to have a lot of a lot of international riffs to it. You know, you'll have so you'll have a certain amount of even salsa influence to it. Right, but it'll be mainly Indian and Chinese, and it'll be like it'll 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 be like it'll be it'll be to far different scales than we know, and a far different beat than we know. Okay. And the Oriental scale, the notes are much closer together. You know, if you ever, when you ever listen to the music. Hey, Fred. How you doing? Hey, good man. How you doing? Awesome. Good to see you. Yeah.